Good morning. It is Saturday, June 23rd, and what a beautiful day it is. You're listening to The Morning Yoke, the only podcast that brings you probably maybe all the news you probably missed while you were working. I'm your host, Rich, along with my pal, Aaron, and here's what you missed while you were at work. So kicking off the morning with immigration, what do you think about it, Richard? Oh, what a week it was for Mr. Trump and his party of fine, fine Republicans in this country. Oh, what a week it was. So we started off the week with public outcry of kids being separated from their mamas and their papas, which is absolutely wrong. Then it kind of switched. Trump had a little change of heart. You know, we'll we'll dive into that a little bit, but, um, you know, Trump's separation policy was kicked in by good old Jeff Sessions, what a good old boy he is, um, basically stating there's a zero tolerance policy in place. Hey, this is how it's going to be from now on. So this is what happened. They took about 2,000 kids away from about 2,000 adults, and they put the kids in a bunch of tents in the middle of the desert of El Paso, and that's what happened. Aaron, how do you feel about uh, separating kids from there? papas and their mamas i don't think it's right at all and to clarify in the zero tolerance policy um jeff Sessions stated that um, if you try and cross the border illegally we will take your children and separate you and you know put you in jail and separate your children from you um so that's called the zero tolerance policy good old um, scare tactic yeah exactly um my opinion on it is obviously it's wrong you know you shouldn't separate you know fathers and mothers from their kids you know the kids need fathers and mothers um you know it's just something that a kid uh craves and you know nutrition things like that um you know it's it's bad it's really bad i think i read like i think maybe like a hundred or something like that were like under nine months old yeah it's bad it's really what bad what the heck's wrong with this um so trump also stated that you know because of course he has to have a comment or a, a you know something about something all the time with his orange butt um he said these asylum seekers are impractical people and they cheat the system um, to clarify what it means to seek asylum, um, it, what it means is that you're running away from an issue. A lot of these families are coming from, you know, gang, really heavy gang violence. Um, government's not really as involved, and you, kind of stuff like that. Um, and, you know, Trump is using it, of course, as a political gain, you know, blaming the Democrats for a policy that, you know, has been in place for a while now, but no one's actually took it to the extremes that Trump has. And he's trying to use it as a wild card, essentially, to pass his border wall and get an act on, you know, get something done with the dreamers. Um, but it's funny because, you know, Bush, this this whole little thing that's going on, Bush and Obama did it, but they never separated the parents. You know, it's just outlying wrong. He signed an executive order by Wednesday, though, which was interesting. And do you think that they're using the the kids as, like, a negotiation tactic at all? Oh, it's guaranteed. Yeah. There's no question about it. That's what I figured. He signed an executive order that said he couldn't sign. Yeah, which he said he couldn't do. And, and, you know, here he is, pen and paper, you know, signing his name, executive order. But that's (laughs) the issue. An executive order was never even needed. All he had to do was pick up a phone and say, hey, stop acting this way. Like, that's all that was needed. He's ridiculous. Trump is a fool, a straight buffoon. Um, Republicans also were on the board with, you know, hey, this is actually wrong. We should take a look at this. Um, Republican Fred Upton is quoted as saying, it's time for this ugly and inhumane practice to end. Um, Kind of jumping on the humanitarian standpoint of this. um, I asked the people of this country, where do we draw the line? Aaron, where should we draw the line? 
Uh, I think we should draw the line, you know, when you're separating kids from their fathers and mothers. I mean, that's 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 ridiculous. You know, what kind of person thinks that's right? And, and above all things, use them as a negotiation tactic. I mean, that's ridiculous. I think for me, that would be, uh, you know, a line in the sand right there. I think as um, the American people, we really need to look at, you know, and ask ourselves, where do our values stand? Like whatever happened to love thy neighbor and you know, understanding isn't, you know, you got to ask this question, what's the American dream? Isn't the American dream like you pick yourself up from, you know, nothingness and you go up in life and you end up succeeding? Like that's the idea of the American dream. I just don't understand why there's so much criticism for people who just want to have a better life, making, taking that chance. Like most of these people that are coming over are risking their lives to even get to the border. And I I think it's so, um, you know, ignorant for many Americans who think this is an issue um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that we shouldn't have an influx of people. Like, I get that argument. Um, but to say that they're all bad is just ridiculous. I mean, we're all humans at the end of the day. What's a border? It's a man-made thing. You know, Earth doesn't have, you know, borders dividing people. You know, we have oceans and stuff like that. But those have all been crossed. Um, so I don't understand it. I think everyone needs to realize, like, that live in this country that, you know, we have it pretty lucky. You know, we might not have the nicest clothes or the nicest cars or the biggest house. But in a lot of countries, having like even a car is like a really big deal. And I think a lot of these people coming over here want just like a little piece of that, you know. And I would think most people would agree um, that, you know, if you're a dream chaser, you know, go ahead, chase your dreams. You know, do better for your family, you know. I don't, I don't really get that. And I think that people um, need to really listen to some of those stories coming out of, of, you know, those people at the border and listen to them and understand where they're coming from. Um, it's very interesting. Um, Aaron, do you want to touch on anything with that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we live kind of like how you're saying, uh, we live, you know, a good lives here. It's, it's tough to, you know, imagine what they're coming from. And, you know, we should really put ourselves in their shoes, you know. Um, we've never been to those countries. We've never been in those situations. So we don't know what it's like. So what gives us the right to criticize and judge, you know? Exactly. You know, I think in America, especially, and maybe some more first world countries, we're more worried about what size TV we have. And like, we get sad when we don't have like the nicest TVs the nicest electronics, but like people in other countries like are happy when they have like a couple bowls of rice to eat or a pair of shoes, you know? So, I mean, we need to really humble ourselves and realize how good we got in. Hey, you know, we shouldn't question why other people are coming over here because who wouldn't? Um, I'm going to drop some facts. So here's some facts about the country where these people are coming from, countries. Um, The average income in Mexico a year is $9,040 a year. It's pretty tough to live off of. One whole year. The average income in a year in the country of Guatemala is $2,508 a year. That's That's some people's mortgages in a month. You know, that's less than I make in a month. And they're living off that in a whole year. That yeah. is ridiculous. But yet we criticize them for coming here. How about in El Salvador? One of the poorest countries in the world. Two thousand one hundred and eighty seven dollars a year. That's a that's a 55 inch flat screen TV for some of us here. You know, like that's how ridiculous we've gotten to this point. Like, it's just absolutely absurd. Like that's this is not an issue like oh you know they're just coming over here to take our jobs um and that leads me to the job thing 
You know, some Americans argue that Latin Americans are taking our jobs, but the jobs they're taking are jobs that Americans frown on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the jobs that we don't care about, the jobs that we don't want, you know, they're here to take those. And, you know, obviously when we don't want them, they take them. It's like all of a sudden, hey, like, why are you taking our jobs? Like, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, and ask yourself this. If you think I'm crazy, ask yourself this. What jobs do we laugh at or joke at the most in society? Fast food workers. Oh, yeah, the job's only for kids and, you know, losers in life that work in fast food. You know, car washers, like, oh, who wants to be a car washer? You know, retail workers. You know, Americans say, like, oh, those are just for losers and all that stuff. But we miss the fact that those jobs are mostly immigrant-driven. Like, those jobs that no one wants, immigrants work there. And for those immigrants, those are saving thousands of their families' lives. Because not only do they work here, but you have to realize they're thousands away from their, thousands of miles away from their families, and most of their check goes to their families. Like, and we we frown on them because they're they're willing to you know, you know, take their ego, push it aside, and you know, work at this low end job for no money and you know, struggle. But it's a good struggle because it's a positive struggle. It means that change has happened in their life. Um, and you know, the, one of the worst things I've ever seen is, you know, when we laugh at people who stand outside of Home Depot, that's a big thing. You know, it's a very stereotypical thing of Mexicans in this country. Oh, you know, they just stand outside of Home Depot asking for work. But imagine yourself having to do that. You know, you can't work legally in the country. You can't find a job. So you were legit standing on the side of a street asking for a job. Not like a homeless person. A homeless person asks for money, doesn't do anything, just stands there. You are seeing immigrants saying, I will work for you if you give me some money. Yeah. And, you know, some of those homeless people, they're Americans. They're not immigrants, you know. Exactly. And, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how we judge them, saying, oh, you know, get out of our country. You know, these are good people. I mean, these are hardworking people. Why would we not want them here? You know, it, it's crazy. It's, it's ridiculous. And, and I think Trump, our, our values don't lie with President Trump. And I think we all kind of are starting to understand that a little bit more, even those who voted for him. Um, and, you know, the last thing on immigration I'm going to leave you with is um, I'm going to leave you with two quotes. And it's a reflection on what we were and where we have come. The first quote, when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're sending people that have lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. 45th president of the United States. I leave you with this. The bosom of America is open to receive not only the opulent and respected stranger, but the oppressed and persecuted of all nations and religions, whom we shall welcome to a participation of all our rights and privileges, the first president of the United States, George Washington. Before we move on to our next hot topic from this week, just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in to The Morning Yoke. Be sure to follow us on Facebook. Hey, if you like what we do, hey, give us a share. We appreciate that. Give us likes as well. Likes do a lot, you know. Yeah, spread the word out there. Say, hey, I've been listening to this really nifty podcast. Um, just want to let you know, it's called the morning yolk, just like an egg. It's the yolk. Anyways, moving on to our next sizzling topic, sizzle, sizzle. 
Melania Trump's fashion choice. Aaron, let us know what Melania Trump did. So she wore this jacket, um, uh, you know, in front of all these news reporters and all this other crazy stuff that was happening. Um, and the jacket read, I really don't care. Do you? Uh, it was written on the back of Melania's jacket. Um, and Trump actually commented on that because everyone was curious, like, what's the message? Like, why is she wearing something like that when she knows she's going to be in front of all these cameras? And, uh, you know, Trump goes out and puts in a statement saying, um, you know, to the fake news media, Melania has learned how dishonest they are and she truly no longer cares, he tweeted. Um, So I'm not sure if that is what she's stating, but, um, you know, that's what uh, Trump tweeted. So um, what's your opinion? I thought it was interesting. Um, imagine if Michelle Obama wore a jacket like that. Dude, Fox News would be on it, on it. <laughs> Breaking news. Michelle Obama wears a green jacket that says, I don't care. Who is she talking about? <laughs> Impeachment. Let's impeach her husband. That's a wrap. Green jackets are out with words. What a bad role model. Hey, Melania Trump does it, though. It's okay. Double standards. You think? So I don't think, I don't like her taste in this. Like, you're the first lady of the United States thinking that you're, what, you, what your attire is as you board Air Force One to go see immigrant children that are locked up in these freaking tents in the desert and then taking it off when you get there but putting it right back on when you get out there. Like, what, what do you think the message is going to come across as? You don't care about the immigrant kids? Exactly. That's what was going through my mind, you know. Um, you know, when you see something like that, I think, you know, I'm not the only person that had that come up in their head, you know. It, it's stupid. It's ignorant. It's stupid. It's just her not thinking. And I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think, um, you know, she needs to really be mindful of what she's doing, especially since the position she's in, especially with how much of an idiot her husband is. Um, I mean, he's cheated on you like four or five times. Like, come on, girl. Like, what are you doing? Stand up for yourself. And then um, Stephanie Grisham told CNN... She's the East Wing communications director. She said, it's a jacket. There was no hidden message. After today's important visit to Texas, I hope that the media isn't going to choose to focus on her wardrobe. Like, who says that? Like, of course they are. You a freaking dodo. I'm like, get out of here. What are you, what are East Wing communications director? Like, what do you even do? Like, what, did, did the people even hire you? Like, shut your mouth. Ridiculous. I'm not sure if there was a meaning behind it. Honestly, I don't really think it was intended for the kids. Maybe Donald Trump was like, yo, we trying to get it in tonight. And she's like, I really don't care. Do you? <laughs> like, that's where I'm thinking that's coming from. He's like, Michelle, I'm sorry I cheated on you five times. Can I please have some? And she just wore the jacket. She's like, I don't really care. Do you? You mean Melania, not Michelle. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. I don't mean to, I don't, we'll redo that. I mean, Trump does wish that he had Michelle. We've seen it a few times. <laughs> See, that's how much I don't even consider her a freaking first lady. Like, who is Melania? She's not. She's an immigrant herself. <laughs> that's the biggest issue. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a dang immigrant. The only reason she got over here is because Trump got money. <laughs> she over here wearing that jacket. Girl, you better recognize. You better check yourself for your wreck yourself. What the hell is going on? Stand up for your fellow immigrants, girl. Stand up for your people. Shoot. Let's keep it rolling, Aaron. Tired of this conversation. Keep it rolling on the morning, yo. Because that's what we do. Hey, what happened with your girl, Roseanne? Roseanne, Roseanne, Roseanne. 
So uh, Roseanne's pod, uh, Roseanne's show is is coming back, but of course without Roseanne. Perfect. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you, if it's coming back, you you would kind of figure that she's not going to be in it. Oh, thank God. I um, mean, after what she said about Obama's former aide, like she doesn't deserve to have anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, freaking racist. Like, stay at home, eat your popcorn, watch your show. See how it feels to have nothing. Yeah, and um, you know there was a statement that was released. Uh, a bar who isn't involved in the the Connor in the in the Connors issued uh, a joint statement with a production company behind Roseanne, saying, "I regret the circumstances that I have caused that have caused me to be removed from Roseanne. I agree to the state the settlement in order uh, that 200 jobs of beloved cast and crew could be saved. And I wish the best uh, for everyone involved." That's a statement from Roseanne. Good. I'm glad the the people that were working on the show prior to her opening her fat mouth um, got their jobs back. I think that's good. Good job, ABC. Good job. The show's probably gonna suck without her. Just being honest, and you know, I don't, I can't stand her, but I mean, it's probably not gonna be the same. Yeah, I don't think any show is the I mean, same after least, losing a star. But uh, they should kill her off. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> they should kill her off. Yeah, that'd be lit. I'd yeah. watch it. Breaking news, Roseanne's killed in the episode of Roseanne from a heart attack. <laughs> or she got hit by a bus. Well, we shouldn't really be joking about that stuff, but... It's sitcom, Aaron. It would be in the show, not in real life. I would <laughs> never want those things to happen to her in real life. <laughs> as I'm slowly winking my eye. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. So, Trump had another genius idea this week. Aaron, what was that genius idea? That genius idea is immigrants going to military base camps. Oh, Mr. Trump, you are a man of many dreams. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, you know, military base camps, you know, thinking of yourself as a kid or a child going to a military base camp. Um, you know, how does that how does that look? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's better or if it's worse. I think it's kind of worse. And well, it's like a prison, yeah. government prison. Yeah, you know. You know, hey, you, you know what? You know, this kind of rings a bell. Just, it just brought up to me. You know what we did to the Japanese in World War II? Put them in internment camps. Mm-hmm. It sounds right. Sounds, yeah. Eh, it sounds about the same. <laughs> Poor Japanese. We are, we are still apologizing for that. Yes. And we didn't even treat, we didn't even really apologize for it. We're like, oh yeah, sorry, you bombed our aircraft carrier. It wasn't you guys. You go fight in our war, but you know. Hey, hey. Anyways, yeah, so it rings kind of the same bell, I would say. Uh, Trump's an idiot. Bonafide, he comes up with all these big ideas. Like, he thinks he's like some genius of the world. Yes, let me control immigration by putting all of them on military bases. By the way. Costing I, us millions of dollars in the process. <laughs> How many immigrants were we talking about going to the military base camp? 20,000 people are going to be living on military bases in in texas and arkansas of all places twenty thousand people they're ridiculous uh, how much money do we have did you hear about space sorry this is way off topic did you hear about space force <laughs> yes I- i've heard about that kind of yeah it was like space balls the movie <laughs> space force get out of here trump you ain't even with it. Is that hey. what all that uh, that military funding is going towards? Of course. That's where all our taxpayers' <laughs> dollars go with Donald Trump and freaking La La Land and freaking freaking whose line is in anyways land. Freaking ridiculous. But, hey, back to the uh, 20,000 people living on military bases. You know, most people are saying, you know, are asking the question, like, yo, like, can this even be done? It's kind of ridiculous, kind of out there. Not too sure if this could be done, Mr. Trump. 
Aaron, if you were Trump, what would you say to that? Uh, I, I'm coming up to you, uh, sir, Mr. Trump. Um, I'm sorry, but you, you, moving these people is going to cost us a lot of money. Well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was Aaron's attempt at Donald Trump. Well, three famous words. I don't know. <laughs> he definitely would say, I don't care. It's not my money. Right. Um, I mean, he likes to propose, you know, more big plans with no ways on how to conduct them and leaves more questions and answers and likes to open his mouth and do all that extra stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, he raised the tariffs on China. Now China's all salty again. So they're going to be throwing some more money back at us. And there goes my freaking ramen noodles. Oh, no, sorry. That's Japanese. What is Chinese China? orange and chicken? Japanese is not the same. You can't even buy frozen orange chicken, huh? You can buy frozen from orange China? chicken. Uh, I don't know from China. The freaking fireworks, though. There goes the fireworks. <laughs> Up in price, all the rednecks in freaking Texas. God dang it, my fireworks going up two fifty apiece. <laughs> I can't do nothing no more. Anyways, so we're having a new segment. It's called um, Surprise Me This Week. And um, so Aaron's going to surprise me this week with something he learned on the internet. Um, and then we'll touch up on a couple more news things after that. So, Aaron, go ahead and educate me on what you found interesting while you were searching for the people of the Morning Yoke. So, I found something that I hold myself on my face. It's beards. So, wow. surprise beard topic is oh. uh, what I'm going to teach you a little bit of. Oh, I'm so Just a excited. little bit. So excited. I have uh, <laughs> six ways you probably didn't know facial hair influenced your health. Um, and I have six little uh, ways here that I can tell you. All right, start with the first one, Mr. Reed. <laughs> Starting with number one, they protect against bacteria and infections. Did you know that? Wow. <laughs> wow. What kind of facial infections can I get? What uh, you know, you can get... Um, like acne or something? Yeah, what kind saying? of, a little bit. Uh, but it's supposed to help protect against that. Next, number two. <laughs> they shade the face from the sun. Who knew that, right? Well, that's obvious, <laughs> just like our heads. Uh, number three, they shape how attractive and dominant and aggressive men seem. <laughs> uh, number four, they can grow over four times a man's height. That's insane. What are you, like two feet tall? It's <laughs> not happening. I mean, that's crazy. I though. mean, I could see it, but that's just disgusting. I mean, like you know, how, feet do, how do you think, how long that would take for that to happen? Well, I'm six foot one, so that's going to take a minute. <laughs> It'll take like, probably like 50 years or something. Um, number five, they inspire strong feelings. Do you feel different about me that I have a beard? No, not really. <laughs> Uh, number six, the last and final one. Uh, this is my. This is kind of surprising to me, actually. They grow very long on women uh, as well as men. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> I thought it was a little. Surprising. I've been at like some stores and stuff, and I see some, you know, women. You know, you know, bless their heart. I seen someone with some hairy faces. I'm like, dang, girl, you grow it if you can. Shoot, I ain't hating. That's pretty crazy. You do better. You better off than me. Shoot. Well, I hope you learned something from my, my surprise topic. I learned a lot, Aaron. I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you for that on this Saturday morning. I appreciate that. No problem. I really do. Really do. Um, anyway, what I saw while I was browsing the pages for material for our good listeners of the Morning Yoke, I, Ford, you know, like our cars, made a purchase. A wait, big purchase. Wait, what? The Ford company, Aaron. Oh, yes. Okay, go ahead. They made a purchase. <laughs> So they bought a Michigan train station built in 1913. It's an 18-story office tower as well. And it's run down. has a bunch of graffiti in it. 
So the last train ran in that station in 1988, actually. 1988. Uh-huh. Long, long time ago on a planet far, far away. <laughs> but so what Ford's planning to do is they're trying to revamp the area for Detroit because, you know, Detroit got really hit hard with the recession. Detroit's really trying to bounce back from, like, this big economic struggle that they've had for, like, the past 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Really bad over there. You can buy a house over there for, like, $10,000, legit. Like a nice, like a legit house. Four clothes and a bunch of ghetto people around it. But 10000 bucks, shoot, sign me up. I think I might buy one just to have one out there. <laughs> yeah, fix it up and A little stuff. vacation home in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Go out to a vacation in Detroit where you might get shot if you walk out too far. <laughs> anyway, so Ford's planning to turn into this new urban campus that will focus on new business created by self-driving cars, actually. Interesting. Very interesting. It's Ford's way, as they said, preparing for the future. I think it's cool. I like old train stations from, like, back in the day. Like, imagine riding a train. Like, that was the bee's knees back in the day. Yeah. Like, if you was on a train, you was the man. (laughs) First class, let's roll. Let's roll with it. So that's what I found out this week while I was searching the web. Aaron, did that kind of... Now you know a little something more today, right? Yeah, I I know a little bit more. Yeah, Good, good. You know what's going on in Detroit now? Put your hands up for Detroit. (laughs) Our lovely city. Anyways, um, so another news topic, actually. Police officers need a what? A warrant before searching your phone. Heck yeah. Thank goodness for the U.S. Supreme Court. You guys rock, boys. Yeah. Um, and it's a statement that came out in a landmark decision. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled Friday that police must obtain a search warrant to access an individual's cell phone location information. Good. The 5 through 4 decision imposes new limits on law enforcement's ability Good. to get at the d- increasing amount of data that private companies amass in the modern technology technical age. Uh, no way. Mm. That's good. I, I think cops should be reg- regulated on this stuff. I mean... You have police officers, like, taking... I've heard, like, stories, and it's stories. Take this with a grain of, like, salt. I've heard, like, stories of, like, officers and stuff, you know, taking freaking fingerprints from dead people, opening their phone and whatnot. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, we need to regulate those officers, shooting people in the back and stuff like that. You hear about that one this week? Yeah, 17-year-old boy. Uh... Shot in the back, running from the police. What kind of stuff? Like, come on. Come on. Yeah. He's running away. They did find uh, some guns in the He's car. He's running away, Aaron. That, yeah, that still doesn't justify being shot in the back. And mind you, the officer that shot him in the back was sworn in literally yes, the, the day before it happened. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Come on, guys. We need to all as a, all as a freaking people in this country need to come together like the Beatles. It's ridiculous, but they broke up too, so I can't say that. Um, other oh you know what I saw talking about the Beatles you know what I watched today hmm. so this morning I was I was watching I was on you know searching through the UB tube um, Paul McCartney did like that car karaoke thing mm-hmm. it was super cool Paul McCartney huh leader of the you know part of the Beatles super old they were in like Penny Lane the Penny Lane is what and then it was like super cool they could go to like his family house you guys should watch it check it out it's on our Facebook page I posted a link to the video um check that out definitely a cool watch super duper cool um rep, uh, rest in peace to the rapper um xxx tentacion i believe was shot and killed this week in florida r.i.p i know his music touched a lot of people i know he had some you know some issues in his personal life and all that stuff put that aside you know the man's dead 
his music did touch a lot of people and it helped a lot of people, especially younger people through suicidal situations. I think that is great. I think I hope his music, you know, carries on and helps another generation um, of, you know, music listeners and whatnot. Um, so just wanted to pause a little bit. Thank you guys for listening. Still, if you're with us, you know, appreciate the time. You know, got some serious topics, got some funny topics, everything serious in the world. But, you know, you have to have some laughter. Hey, if you're um, looking for something to do, a couple good movies out um, in theaters. You got Jurassic World and it hasn't really got good reviews. I've heard it's decent. I might check it out this weekend. Probably won't. Incredible 2 is still out. Have you seen that? I have not. That's Neither something on my really to-do list. Yeah, whatever. Maybe I should, uh, you know, grab one of my uh, my buddy's kids so I don't look all weird walking and watching it. <laughs> I've never even seen the first one. Well, my friend, you need to, uh, you know, watch that. <laughs> eh, I'm good. I'll pass. Um, I'm reading a book actually called The Power. I don't know if I brought that. Did I bring that up last week? Uh, you might have. You might have. Still reading it. Still reading it. Anyways, you know, I think we're going to wrap it up for this week's edition of The Morning Yoke. Um, I want to say happy birthday to a special person in my life. Happy birthday. And thank you all for listening. Um, this concludes this week's episode. Don't you worry. We'll be back for another episode next Saturday. Right, Aaron? Yes, we'll we be will be right back. Don't miss us. I hope all of our listeners have a great, safe weekend. And as always, thank you for listening to The Morning Oh, am I supposed to say yoke? You. <laughs> oh, yoke. Yoke. Thanks yes. for listening to the morning yoke, guys. Have a great one. <laughs> bye bye.